0: This episode is brought to you by that first time you ever started thinking about what you would do if zombies took over the world. Stop it. You and everyone you know would be the undead. You can't look up from TikTok for 10 seconds and somehow you're going to hole up in the Home Depot down the street? Just stop it.
1: the metal thing. Yes. What taste? David. David. David, what is this? It's pretty stick. Great break. Woo! That's to kill
2: a lot of people. Oh, just tell me what you want me to fuck. I have big disc and tiny vagina. Oil me up, daddy. I can't
1: believe it.
0: First big tiss. Missile alert. This is back This guy was a real jerk. How long can Hugo be cognant Chop, chomp chop chop-chomp? Oh, she's such a dick, David. Okay, everybody, put on your corpse handling gloves. You Hoodie Picasso. <laughs> Horror. Hello and welcome to that's right. Horror movie talk. You clicked the uh the name and here we are. It's uh it's us, your panel of expert hosts. We are Dr. Bryce Hansen. Hello. And uh, he holds a PhD in spookology. Google knows this. If you ask (laughs) Google, it'll tell you. Bryce has a PhD in spookology.
1: Does chat GPT know, though? um, You know, chat GPT
0: is a little bit more, like, you really got to, like, push it to, like, give you the inside scoop. Google's just kind of more, like, freewheeling, you know? he's a little looser anyway um and i am professor david day i am the foremost expert in scare no no's and of course google knows that so um new theatrical releases uh sometimes but this week we're going to be doing the patreon pick for march of 2023 whenever this airs i imagine it will air right after we record it um, which is 28 days later, they chose it. Now you got to listen to it. If you want to be a part of that whole thing, consider joining our Patreon at, uh, at the level that allows you to vote for one movie a month. And then, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you could, we would review a movie that you could actually fucking watch, <laughs> but you can't, um, but the, for reasons I will go into in a little bit. If you'd like to check us out, our website is horrormovietalk.com. You can find uh, from there you can find links to all the places, our YouTube, our LinkedIn, all the important places, LinkedIn, you know. Um, big thank you to our new patrons that I haven't brought up yet.
1: We got Mitch P, Ayla, and Renee K, Victor yes. G. Very thank you. You're
0: welcome. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart um it's uh you know it goes a long way to make sure that we can keep making a cool product for you guys uh we post new episodes every single wednesday so make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review that'd be nice if you left us a nice review and if we stop doing the thing that you complain about in your reviews consider changing it you can change those stars change them around um if you want to give us a call Uh, leave us a voicemail you can do so by calling 682-253-4468 we start out this review and every review with our score for the movie we score on a scale of one to ten one being bad ten being good and five being average Um, after we score uh, we'll get into spoilers take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film and later in this episode we will be doing perennial favorite horror movie whores where we answer your voicemails when you call six, eight, two, (sighs) two, five, three, four, four, six, eight. Okay. Now let's bring it down. Bring it back. Center. We managed to find a copy of 28 days later, which literally is not streaming anywhere, even Amazon. Uh, and that includes in great Britain. Like, uh, they just, you can't find a copy of this. Uh, Except for later, I found out that if you type into YouTube uh, full copy, you know, full,
1: full movie, 20, the magic, it? the magic words.
0: Yeah, you can uh, you can view it on YouTube for free. Just saying, that's the only place you can you can watch it unless unless you have a physical copy and they're not printing new ones. So you have to buy a used one, which isn't hard to do because there's a million of those. But I'm just saying it's hard to watch this movie for some reason. Um, anyway, we, we watched 28 days later and we're treated to the reawakening of the zombie movie. Uh, and you know what? Y'all some of you will say, Hey, 28 days later, isn't a zombie movie. Shut, shut up. (laughs) Okay. It's
1: a rage movie. Duh.
0: You're going to nitpick every part of this episode. You're going to have a bad time. All right. People get real worked up, real worked up about the words you choose. And I understand why, but you know, for all intents and purposes, we're just gonna call it a zombie
1: movie. So this is not call them anything in this movie in particular. I don't remember them actually like picking a term like the infected or It's funny. This
0: was the coining of the term ragers.
1: The Ragers. Yeah. Did they say Ragers? No. In the movie? Yeah. No, they didn't. Whatever. It's a zombie movie. Everyone knows it's a zombie movie.
0: Yeah. And I'll get into that. You know, we'll touch on it. We can and we can have a back and forth if you call 682-253-4468. You can you can let your opinion be known and people will listen to it. Um, The synopsis for 28 Days Later goes a little something like this. Some evil scientists, whatever happened to those? Now they're all just good. Ipso facto, you know, it's like Uh all scientists are good. Listen to them. And it's like. No, there's some evil ones out there. Anyway, some evil scientists were playing with fire and testing the effects of rage on chimpanzees when a group of radical extremists with Greenpeace set the apes free. One ape attacked another and then everyone got angry, but not just angry, rageful. 28 days later, our protagonist, Jim, played by Cillian Murphy, or Killian Murphy if you're Insane um, (laughs) awakes from his medically induced coma to a deserted and dilapidated London. He wanders the streets before finding some angry higher apes and quickly learns not to tango with this rage stuff. After Jim meets up with Selena, played by Naomi Harris and Frank, played by uh, Brendan Gleeson, who you can see behind me. This is the prequel to uh, 28 Days Later. This is Banshee's Banshees of in- Inishirin. Um You can see him there behind me. Uh, anyway, so when Jim meets up with Selina and Frank and Frank's daughter, they decide to brave the wilds of Great Britain to find a military outpost that's sending a hopeful message over the airwaves. Everyone gets more apes than they bargained for. My review for 28 Days Later goes, it's an important movie in the zombie genre. It's not strictly a zombie movie, but rather a reimagining of a somewhat more likely scenario that could lead to something approximating a zombie movie outcome, right? So, this is like, how would a zombie movie work if it were a little bit more feasible? Well, if rabies was weaponized, the outcome might look something like 28 days later. There was never a shortage of b-movies since their inception and there never will be Uh, but there have been lulls in the popularity of the zombie genre and uh and moments of revival and 28 days later is largely responsible for one of the biggest revivals of zombies in the zeitgeist arguably this movie helped kick off some of the biggest zombie movies and games in the last 20 years There's no doubt that 28 Days Later is effective. The direction is great, and the acting and script are pretty good too. More than anything, the theorycraft is impressive and logical, uh, which is where the concept of zombies really catches the imagination of audiences. The movie is dark, depraved, and hopeless, but it manages to throw a little bit of family feeling in the somewhat slow second act that, in my opinion, helps to kind of redeem the pacing. It's slow, but it gives you a good feel, so it's a little bit of a trade-off. Overall, it's great at what it does, and I really love the soundtrack of this thing. It's so memorable for me to listen to this soundtrack. Um, I really loved this movie. I'm not a big fan of it now, and we'll go into that in a little bit, but, uh, I mean, I I really... This had a big... Uh, this made a big difference in my life when it came out. Um, I give this a 10 out of 10. What do you think, Bryce?
1: Yeah, I mean, it holds up. The only th- It's like one of those things where there's so many movies and TV shows that use the tropes in this movie to where it kind of deadens it or dulls the impact. But it's undeniable. Like, this is a hugely impactful movie in the zombie genre and um it's really well put together acting's great um it suffers from the same stuff that all other zombie movies suffer from which is like it's kind of a one-trick pony until you get into the the human aspects of it and then it also begins to be a one-trick pony of like oh hey humans are actually monsters too did you know that No, but there's some good humans. Look, there's humans that are good. They're setting up society. Oh, wait, they're actually bad. They're bad, too. They're doing bad things. Or they're attacked by the bad people, and then there's no more society. It's like, okay. You know, it's... Am I hearing that it's too hopeless for you? (laughs) No, I, I I don't think so. But, I mean, in terms of, like, what... You know, you always say like zombie movies are really social commentary movies, or commentary on the latent fears of you know nuclear war, or, or viral infection, or or whatever, and and then they also comment on like you know the the over reliance on society and supply chains and whatnot, and. Uh, it's been done so many times where it's not... It's hard to stay interested in it. Even when it's done well, like... Uh, I mean... Like The Last of Us right now, just finished season one on HBO. It's great. um, But... It's not like it hasn't been done before. It's <laughs> like, just the
0: same story over yeah. and over and over again.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, it's it suffers from that. But, you know, when it's done well, it's it's still enjoyable. Um, Again, it's not my it's not my fave, but I have no qualms about giving it a 10 out of 10 for what it is.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I kind of have that same exact feeling like I mean, for me, it's a little bit. It's 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 just it's just so hopeless feeling it's and and I mean there's so much incredible cruelty in it you know like that start where you have it's so like it didn't even give me a second pause the first couple times I saw it maybe it did I don't know I did I don't remember that but I but on this viewing seeing that start uh, you know it starts with a chimpanzee in a lab Who's mm-hmm. just strapped to a table, uh, clockwork orange style with a bunch of screens in front of him, showing him all the most horrible thing, all just horrible violence, people hurting other people and um, and it was just like, why would you do that to this poor monkey? You know, he's an ape, I'm sorry he's not a monkey. but that feeling is throughout this except for the little middle part, which a lot of people complain about with this movie, this middle part where they find Frank and his daughter and they're kind of like, everybody slips into a little bit of a familiar we're back into a family kind of role. People complain about that part because it slows the movie down, but that's the only redeemable part. Like, if 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 all of this misery isn't, uh, you know, you if you just can't get a break from it, then it's just any other zombie movie that's just, you know, trudging towards the gates of hell. You know, it's like, OK, can we lighten it up a bit? And then they do. And it's and it's actually it, it makes you it makes the characters more endearing because the the hard, you know, Selena is, I think, or isn't isn't it? Isn't it Selena? Yeah. No. Yeah. Selena is really a hard ass. She's very staunchly like, ah, if you slow me down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ditch you like, like that. But, but then, you know, it, it adds a second dimension to her otherwise very flat character because she, she le- learns to, you know, to learn, uh, to, uh, to trust and love these people mm-hmm. and, you know, and everyone, you know, I, I don't know that mean, how did you feel about that? Like, uh, that
1: second act, um oh yeah no i th- i think it's it's necessary to give like kind of a breather and you know it's that's the i mean kind of the the trope story for zombie movies is like initial infection people running away somehow they find security and then somehow that gets fucked up and so in this way they're like you know, they have a little security in that like they're driving through the countryside but then they, you know, arrive at the military outpost and all hell breaks loose. And that's... And then like they instead of having like them fighting off zombies or you know, doing that, they, they're discovering the the monsters and humanity and And all that. So, I mean, that that's what makes it interesting. If you didn't have that second act where they're like, have hope and have like a breather, that last act just doesn't have any impact.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's this is my problem with zombie movies. So many of them don't have that second act. You can go to and you land of the dead like they're all like it's just like, no, it just gets worse and worse. It's never lets up. And for some people, I guess that's a good thing. Not not for me. I uh, it's not my you know, uh, I, I it needs it needs to be humanized a little bit hmm. um, because otherwise the loss of humanity is
1: like it has no impact. That's why I think like a lot of the the TV shows. Well, never, never mind, I'll I'll save it till the spoiler section.
0: OK, well, um, in that case. If you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you don't have to. That's right. You can come support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. All the kids are doing it. Um, We have Ludacris playing 24 hours a day. It's a big party. Everyone's bumping and grinding. There is a lot of sexual, unsafe sexual intercourse going on. Um, And it's all on the Internet. So you can't get any disease except for probably something in your head it's uh it's really debauched you should check it out also you can support us by buying a shirt <laughs> which sounds better to you nonstop internet debauchery or a shirt well you've already voted with your dollar and they like the debauchery so um <laughs> so check out slash shop uh buy a shirt bat team bat versus team spear never has it been more relevant I didn't even think about that. We haven't covered a zombie movie in forever. We're going to have to talk about Bat vs. Spear um, a little bit if we haven't beaten that horse to death with a bat, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. Dick Giver. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions from artwork from HMT fans only. Uh, There's a secret password. It's dick giver uh contact him at d 0 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l zero zero on instagram make your artistic dreams come to true come to tell him we tend to call us at 682-253-4468 thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers oops oops hold on oh no
1: Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> I forgot to unmute my computer. I'm gonna. Okay, here we go. Oh.
0: Spoilers. So big spoiler. I don't
1: know uh, if I can keep watching horror movies. <laughs> You couldn't do this one either, even the one you've seen before. I didn't even finish it. Are you serious? I'm
0: serious. Yeah, I did not. I could not finish this movie. Uh, when, so we're in spoilers. When Frank looked up, um, and a drop of infected blood dropped into his eye and he became infected and he told his daughter that he loved her and to get away from him. Uh, that was it. (laughs) You know, I was like, this is too much. I can't do this. Um, and I turned it off and I didn't turn it back on. I thought I'll finish this later. And I didn't, and I did, I didn't want to. (laughs) Um, so spoiler, I've been through a lot of stuff um, in the past couple years and I feel like I'm coming out of the tunnel on the other side and um, and you know I was talking to Carrie about this last night I was like I don't know what this is I don't know what like why have I been able to watch horror movies for so long she's like dude this makes total fucking sense to me I was like what do you mean and um, and she was like uh, when I lost my mom I couldn't, I couldn't watch horror movies. I couldn't even listen to your podcast. Um, it was just too much. And again, when I had, when I first, when we first had kids, I couldn't watch any, anything either. And it, it's just like, a uh, you know, a trauma happens to you, you grow and then, um, and some things become, you know, your tastes change suddenly. Um, And so we talked about this last week, you and I did, and you were very kind and supportive. Um, And I don't want to stop doing horror movie talk. Uh, Well, what I don't want to do is I don't want to stop talking to you and letting people hear it. But I don't want to watch horror movies, you know. It's, it is, it's, I, it's untenable. I can't do it, you know. And so... That was, that was, that was so shocking to me with with watching this movie, because I have seen this 10 times.
1: This was a big movie for me. So what, what was it like? Tell me the experience of like, how did it impact you when you're, when you see the, was it Frank scene?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just, um, you know, I just knew how much he loved his daughter and I love my daughters and, um, and I thought just, I don't, you know, I don't. All of the all of these experiences watching horror movies and being repulsed by them now um, boil down to I don't need this negative energy in in me. It just it feels it feels like it's putting a gross stain on my soul, you know, Hmm. and it feels like I carry that with me throughout my day, you know, and then it rubs off on the things that I touch, you know. And I don't want that to touch my kids. I don't want to get that blood drop in my eye and have my kids be like, "Oh, fucking no! Dad's weird," you know. Like, I want them to have a regular, a regular dad, and because uh, I didn't have that, and so uh, you know, he let his shit rub off on me constantly, um, and so that's yeah, that's how it hit me. It's weird. How does that how does that hit you?
1: Um
0: Or would you prefer to save this?
1: I mean, it's it's not I mean, I it, it's strange because the last week or so I've been really sensitive to stuff and I I get like these waves of just um where I become, I don't know, it feels like uncontrollable modeling. Like... What's what's (laughs) Like, I'll I'll see something that elicits any, not even a specific emotion, but, like, yeah, similar where it's like, oh, yeah, I can feel, I can empathize with the character, and I end up, like, crying at the drop of a hat. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll watch, like, a couple clips. I can't remember what it was. Um man, what were the movie clips I watched on YouTube where I was just like, it, it set me off like really quickly. And it goes away. I've ways been that for way, way like for like a couple it, years now. What? I've, sp- I don't mean
0: to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I, that has been happening to me for a couple of years now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it happens to me too. And I think it's uh, part of it is actually probably aging and yeah. like hormones that come when you're <laughs> in your middle ages. Fucking old. Um it's it's just changed but uh, like what i find is it it does come in waves like you it'll be that way for you know a week and then it won't be that way for like another month or so and it's kind of the same cycle that you would have with you know any anything like you I'm I'm pretty in tune with my depression so I can see it like coming on like a like a storm's a brewing I'm like oh, okay this is interesting and and uh I'll be able to kind of separate myself from it but also you know ride the wave of it um and just know that it's not going to be I'm not going to feel like this way forever um so I mean I can I can sympathize with you Like, um, but for some reason, horror movies, like, it doesn't. It's pretty rare that it, that it gets me like that because it's so sensational and, and over the top where I was just like, okay, well, that's a bunch of fake blood. That's a bunch of special effects and, and the human moments usually don't, they don't take enough time for them to really land for me. Um, but in the cases where they do, um, it is really impactful. I mean, like watching the exorcist as a, as a father now, it's like, that's pretty rough. You know, I really feel her, I feel Ellen Burstyn's characters, like just helplessness and and stuff like that. And, and, and so, I mean, this, this didn't. I think I'm. I might have gotten through it because I'm. You know, the same old. Like. Uh, uh, I can disassociate from it at this point. Disassociate or just analyze it from a crit- critical lens and look at it as a as a work of art and not necessarily integrate it. And a lot of that has to do with my attention. Like, I honestly wasn't paying that much attention while I was watching it. I was just kind of letting it happen. Um, because I've seen it before, too. And that, that definitely dulls it for me. If I've seen it and I know it's coming up, it's I can't really, you know, separate the, the um, suspension of disbelief, you know, from being impacted by that. But... Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week on the after the after pod. So we're going to have to start a new tier for the after after pod. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm concerned for you. Like I uh, you're obviously in in distress about it, and it's very surprising. Um, Yeah, I mean, you tell me. Um, it's it's very confusing from my end,
0: but uh, but the answer is very like it's just l- so loud. It's just like you can't do that. You, I couldn't finish this fucking, and then I didn't. I, like, does that sound like the David you know? <laughs> you know, it does. It's just not me. Uh, but I, it was untenable. I was just like, I'm not going to put that in my head. I can't do that anymore. It's weird
1: i mean it's a difference of degrees like you're you are definitely impacted or are affected on a visceral level by the movies a lot more than i am like just in general i think and so and it's how it's one of the differences of how we experience it so it's not like super surprising to me um it's a difference of degree. Um, I mean, it's hasn't ever gotten to the point where you're like, I can't, I can't do this uh, before, but it's definitely, there's been movies that we've watched that you're like, I had a miserable time and it really affected you um, and affected your enjoyment of the movie. Um, At the same time, like (laughs) you also like, you know, some more extreme stuff that I'm not into that I'm like, I can't enjoy that you know like kusa yeah. or
0: those snuff films really just
1: <laughs> yeah um
0: yeah so i mean you know to, i guess i guess that's a that's a good way to uh to segue for like listen we're going to talk about this at least a little bit in the afterpod so mm-hmm. like not to
1: tease that shit but there's
0: you potential... want to know what
1: the fate of horror movie talk is
0: theres is some potential <laughs> real shit going down at uh at horror movie talk so uh check out that patreon <laughs> for the afterpod where we will you know talk about w- what irons we got in the fire and you know potential salute you know i have I have ideas i do have ideas i you gave some ideas last time we talked it looks like Mm. you're stroking off a bit it looks like you're just kind of like like maybe you're trying to get away from this Uh, is this terribly an uncomfortable
1: subject um yeah on an episode it's a little uncomfortable to like fair hash through this or like talk about it it's like it's i'm sure there might be a couple listeners that are Well, I don't know. (laughs) You might be wondering, like, well, what does that mean? Right. What does uh, it mean? We don't know. Yeah. It's kind of hard to have a podcast where you talk about horror movies when one person doesn't watch them, you know?
0: It is a... It's a sticky, gooey, nutty, nougaty... Yeah.
1: Put it away, boy!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Problem. Um so 28 days later they had this monkey and he was watching a bunch of gross stuff and there was a bunch of other monkeys in that room mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that that was really where it started <laughs> I mean it was literally <laughs> <laughs> that's where it went wrong for David what are you doing,
1: my yeah, that's where it started. So yeah, like it's it has this clockwork orange chimp, you know, strapped into this chair just set watching just horrible news stories.
0: I felt so bad for this fucking chimpanzee. Like I was like, "Well, wh- okay, so so let's theory craft a little bit about what the fuck was going on in this lab." <laughs> okay, cuz you know, the Greenpeace kids get in there and they're like, Stay detached. We gotta rescue these apes mm-hmm. these monkeys. And then somebody in the background goes, They're apes. They're great apes. That didn't happen. Sure. That's me. I anytime mm-hmm. my kids pointed them at a chimpanzee and they go, Look at the monkey. I go. That's an ape. You stupid. stupid bitch. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, 28 days later got to me too much. Um you let them call it a monkey. But then the the politically correct part of me is, like, that monkey doesn't want to be – that ape doesn't want to be called a monkey. Anyway, um, so this part really is very upsetting to me. I can't quite – I mean, it's very, like – it's very just, like, fun, goofy, like, pre-story stuff where – It's it doesn't shut up. Don't it doesn't make sense. Just go with it. You know, it's like, how are they infecting them with rage? Because they're like, what are they infected with? He's like, we have them on a suppressant. Like you can't. What are they infected with? Rage. And it's like,
1: (laughs) did you say rage? It's like, yeah, because the implication is that it gets sick from watching the news. Thank you.
0: It's like, which is, dude, 20 years later, I mean, I'm not saying they were right, but this is pretty close to, to what I see happening every day with people who are, like, glued to Fox and CNN. And then they're like, you know, ooh, ooh, ah! you know and like, just like that.
1: <laughs> Flinging poop. Yeah, I it's a little. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that if you think too hard about it, um, it just Kinda. falls apart. We're like, so, yeah. And then also like, would a monkey even? what a sorry? Would a chimpanzee even give a shit about what was on the TV screens if it was like strapped down? How dare you! Who would probably just like fight for a while and just be like, "Whatever." Now I got to you know? sit
0: here and watch this.
1: And yeah, the implication... yeah, and then they've got like a a whole. Uh, yeah, what do you call a? What do you call a, a group troop of chimpanzees? A, troop. a whole troop of chimpanzees locked up, and uh, one of the Greenpeace or the the uh, activists or whatever lets out one and immediately bites her in the neck. And really, to be honest, the rage virus actually probably sedates the chimpanzees more than anything because that's a <laughs> pretty that's a pretty tame chimpanzee attack from from what I hear in news stories, like if a chimpanzee is actually going off, they're not just biting their neck. You're they're ripping off genitals and arms and faces. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, and that's like, to be clear, PSA, like if you get into a fight, like a real fight, you should be doing that same thing. Like you don't, you don't want to limp away from this, you know? So like do like chimpanzee do. Um, yeah, go for the genitals. Yeah. um, so, yeah, so then we get so this is the goofy, weird start. as,
1: as an aside. Hmm. I remember finding a book in Barnes and Noble once, which was just like Bruce Lee's fighting method. And it had a bunch of pictures of him demonstrating the strikes and stuff. And a good like 90 percent of them were like, kick him in the balls, just <laughs> <laughs> like grab his balls, punch him in the balls. <laughs> head headbutt him in the balls and it's like yeah well you know who's gonna argue that that, that wouldn't be effective it's it like,
0: fucking works <laughs> like what or what are we talking about here like right are we talking about protecting ourselves, or are we talking about fighting fair and what
1: does right. fair mean you're in a fight like yeah are you it kidding? is kind of silly where it's like yeah we all just agree that we're going to hit each other in the heads with with fists and then and or take each other down to the ground and choke each other out or hurt each other's appendages and it's like no, if you really want to disable someone just kick them square in the nuts and that'll probably take care of it for the most part bryce you're not talking about the female aggressors
0: what should you do against them i'm asking you
1: i'm pretty sure if you kick someone in their clit it's just as painful as if you kick someone their balls oh just when you said it it made my toes hurt (laughs) Oof. Yeah, no, I'm... Well, just imagine what's going to feel post-op. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel bad. Um, Yeah, uh, so then we get uh, Killian, Villian, uh, Murphy, waking up naked, full frontal on this lad. Um, this mad lad showed his whole junk on an operating room table. Clearly, he had been there for a long time. Far, far... Far too long to have survived. Like realistically, it had been 28 days. It's, you get a you get a screen that says 28 days later, and then you know then you get Killian Murphy waking up. Uh, he would have been dehydrated and dead if he'd have been in a coma that long. But movie magic, he doesn't. Uh, so you get to see his junk, big big old hog on that guy. Just that was just floppy. You know, Mm. Mm. it's good looking. Bravo! It's what
1: you want to see. It's what it's what the people are asking for, really. Yeah,
0: Yeah. you know. Yeah. So actually, I do have a question for the the ladies and men. Um, Is that what you want to see? Like we've been saying this for a long time. Like where are the dicks?
1: And then we get them, and I'm kind of always kind of like,
0: yeah, I just not quite it's not you I mean. know
1: it's not as satisfying as seeing boobs for some reason or not for me yeah it's just something about it you're like mm. Mm. you know what i th- I think the difference is what we really want to see is like hard throbbing cock and not just a flaccid penis i mean isn't that really what we want mm. that that might be the missing piece right hmm. yeah i mean come on hollywood like what's keeping you yeah what's I mean you, wh- it, it, I'm not even talking about like having like penetrative sex but where's our throbbing hard cocks you know and where's our full frontal literally where is it david penises? where is it
2: <laughs> i mean i have big tits and a tiny vagina
0: i mean i that wouldn't be bad either um yeah, and then we get Killian walking this is the I mean this is the most iconic I, I
1: think what we really do need to do is make up the difference. Like there needs to be parody, you know, between Cox and Breasts. And we've got a lot of catching up to do. So there hasn't been a lot of bare breasts in movies, you know, even in R rated movies for the past like decade. Like but we have a full history of it. So I think we need like you know, it needs to be just a trope that in every movie, somehow, we got to find a reason to show a flaccid cock um, on our male characters. Just like...
0: No, it's a good All point. of a sudden,
1: we're really interested in, in when they're taking a shower, you know?
0: I mean, it is a good point. There's been a real kind of contraction, a retraction in, uh, you know, in... Uh, in cocks. In in, yeah. in, in 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 just generally nudity and in media in general uh, over the last 10 years or so with a weird notable exception i guess the kind of the the you know the exceptions that prove the rule are m- these increasingly insane movies like human centipede series mm-hmm. like the sadness you know these movies that really go against the grain and just go absolutely ham with it but uh, there has been a lot less nudity, generally speaking, hasn't there?
1: And I think it just comes down to, like, the reason for why there was nudity in movies, historically, is that um, people, especially filmmakers, probably, just like seeing naked women. And they don't anymore? What's changed? I And I think, like, it's uh, turned the corner where it's like, hey, does this... Because the, uh, undercurrent of it is, like, you have to make a actress be vulnerable and be naked just because we kind of want to see her naked, you know? And that's not really fair if she's not into it or make your ability to have a part dependent on, yeah, we're going to, to make you, I mean, there's a bit of, like, seediness with it that you could, that you could, uh, emphasize, um and and like historically you you see like where eventually someone like starlets are kind of disposable you know you're just like yeah we got the the next hottest thing it's like the movie industry is basically Leonardo DiCaprio get them around 19 and then they disappear after 25 because that's how long um, the movie industry wants to see them naked And let's uh, move on from there, find the next one. And that is pretty shitty and disturbing if you want to look at it, if you want to put aside (laughs) your uh, natural urges to be like, yeah, but I like that. I, I I like seeing boobs. It's a struggle, you know. But in terms of, like, thinking of the humanity and, like, the actual person that has to do it, I get it. You know, there's, there's a bit of a... There's a bit of a cultural shift where it's like... Yeah, maybe we shouldn't just, like, make this part dependent on this. Especially, you know, good actors that should have roles. Um, but they just don't want to do nudity. Because, you know, I wouldn't want to be nude on film either. I get it. Um, But also, there's, like... There's women that... uh are fine with it and enjoy it too. It's like, there's, there's women in film that are like, yeah, seeing, seeing boobs is, is nice. It's nice. And, you know, they're, they're probably on the, more of the side of willing to, to have it in it. You know, I, I remember listening to, I think Alison Bree was on the, we might, we might be drunk podcast. And she was she basically said that which which is like, yeah, boobs are nice, like I'm fine with, and she's she's chose her boobs in a lot of her movies, which I appreciate uh and she's just taken it from the angle of like, yeah, I like it, you know, and you don't have to look into it too hard, but uh I don't know i I get like why the there's kind of a shift um Selfishly, I, I want to see more boobs, you know, even with the prevalence of pornography, it's, it's nice to, you know, have a little treat in a movie. And I just, I just say like, we should have parody again. Like let's, let's have a treat for each of the sexes, you know, show, show a nice, and I will say it again. We need more cock, more cock in film. And this is the platform I am running on. (laughs) Show us your... Ask not what your country should do for you. Ask what your cock can do for your country. Wow. I think you made some good points. Um. Uh, See, I'm trying to balance all this, like my commentary, while also knowing we just had a two-star review saying that we were too laddish. You
0: know. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what that fake English is. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: I don't listen. Come in. Let's just me. put it this way. Yes, I'm a man. I like seeing boobs. Yeah, it sounds and like, I like they're like them trying them in to, film it t- sounds like I they're trying to shame you for being who you are. I understand of. why there's a uh a push to do away with more um Laddish. exploitative aspects of the film industry Hmm. um i think we should exploit men more that's all i have to say
0: this is this has been a this is really i mean what the the annals of time will look back at the 28 days later review of horror movie talk and be like this was a an important moment (laughs) In not only the show's history, but in film history. In film history. And history history. (laughs) Is that... When you pick up a history book, does it say, The History History Book? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Because it's the book that's the history of history?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Kelly Murphy wakes up and he's got his (laughs) dick out. And then he starts walking around London. And London's just, like, got no people in it, which I'm like... How? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always so fucking impressive to me when you can empty out, I don't know, Scarborough Fair or whatever the fuck, wherever he is. You know, like, I'm just like, what? Like, how did they do this? Like, it wasn't like it was a huge uh, film studio that was doing this movie either, you know? Like, how? Like, maybe it was a sound soundstage? I don't know. I don't know. We don't do the research here, so...
1: No, it was. I mean they actually closed down like the the freeway. I don't know I don't remember what they call it in in England, but like the you know they a- call 24 well, they, a4 or whatever.
0: There's what a couple different differences between London English and regular English, right? You know like there's like uh they call the they call the instead of the shitter, they call it the loo and sometimes the water closet.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So there's that difference yeah i think they um yeah i mean I'll, those shots are real like on the bridge and in london mm-hmm. like uh in piccadilly circus um also on like the freeways and, and stuff and like they they took they actually did that and part of the reason why they could and uh were able to do it so quickly because they only like basically had like an hour of filming oh, for sure. each of those kind of shots Um, part of the reason why this movie is so influential, it's the first feature length film or theatrical release or or whatever, that was almost all shot on digital. Like it was the first, Mm. first film film, the first movie that was shot on digital. So that allowed them to have a lot more cameras to set up, um, and Mm. a lot of coverage, um, Get a lot Instead of footage, of like having, having a lot do... of
0: volume of footage over a short period of time. Right, got it.
1: And <clears throat> so, for example, they for the scenes on the motorway, um, on the M1, that's what it's called. Oh. Um, they shot between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. and they used 10 cameras and managed to capture a total of one minute of usable footage. <laughs> so. Like that just shows you how how much goes into yeah film like how how much work goes into like a minute, um, and that's with insane coverage. So um, that's that's part part of why, <clears throat> in terms of like believability, like I don't know. It's it, it I get what it's doing for effect, and that's it's pretty cool. Like seeing. It, kind of the Omega Man shots yeah. of someone in an emptied city, but um, doesn't really make sense logically that you could completely empty London, you know, of all people and cars, even in an outbreak like this. Like, And then just I'm randomly there a, will be a church full of, of bodies. I'm
0: going to put a stop to this line of logic right now. And just say, no logic. You stop that. <laughs> stop it. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's. But it's. I mean, it's a good point. But.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Logic and zombie movies don't usually mix. You know? I mean,
0: there's just no way. You know,
1: because but things. It's would just be... like a tentative relationship where they're like, yeah, we're gonna use this logic, where it's like yeah they're still alive and they'll eventually starve. Yeah, that's the ticket. Mm. Uh, but it will take two months for that to happen,
0: and it ends up it ends up looking a lot more like rabies than anything else, right? This is kind of the the model for which this virus this virus uses, which I think rabies is a virus. Um, I don't know, it could yes. be a protozoa, um, rabies.
1: Oh yeah, it is a virus. Ha! Yeah. Rabies is, is pretty intense and, and like, yeah, it's a good stand in for rabies. The difference is if you get rabies, you're going to be dead in like 10 days, you know?
0: Uh, I, I, I think actually the way that works is you contract rabies. It incubates for like 30 or 40 days. And once you show signs, then you're dead in 10 days. Um, hmm. it, uh, it, it builds in your system and then, and that's why you have, you know, X amount of time to get a, a shot. I don't know. This is all just bullshit. Yeah, it's so weird because the, the rabies shot. You get bit shot, by like an animal? Fucking go get a rabies shot, uh, series. You gotta get a series, I think. And yeah, because I
1: think you have to get it within like two days. I like, think you it's, do. It's not a joke. Like you, it's not like, hmm, we'll see. Which would be me. Like, I, if I got bit by an animal, I would definitely die of rabies if it had rabies. Because mm-hmm. I'm the guy that goes like, eh, it's probably nothing. It's just a scratch. I'll be fine. Mm. And then by the time you have any signs, it's too late. Let's see here. Rabies, how long to live?
0: Um, so, yeah, the acute period of the disease usually ends after two to ten days. Once clinical signs of rabies uh, appear, the disease is nearly always fatal and treatment is typically supportive. There are less than 20 cases of human survival from clinical rabies that have been documented. So you can do it, Bryce. You can get acute rabies, make it out. Like there's a chance. It's not a good chance. Nice. Nice. Yeah. The incubation period for rabies is typically two to three months, but may vary from one week to one year. So it can
1: take yeah, a while. And the rage virus has an incubation period of about ten seconds. seconds. Yeah, about six to ten seconds. Is <laughs> what they're
0: saying. That's what they're coming out with.
1: But yeah, it's it, it comes on that strong and we're never actually shown them eating anything. They just bite and then uh, run away. Yeah. Um so how could they last for like two months? Just buy a stuff. month, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Don't try and make a lot of Who sense cares? of it. Shut up. Right. Um, yeah.
0: They, the, I will say that I do like, um, I do like the quiet, you know, how quiet mm-hmm. everything is. And then he walks into that church and then uh, 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 you got the, uh, you got the super jerk, herky jerky. And then they're runners. They turn out to be, you know, I mean, now they're, had been fast zombies prior to this for quote, but fast is in quotes, you know, Uh it's like there's slow zombies and then there's like walking, you know, like, like speed walking zombies. And then there's Uh fucking dashers, you know? Uh So like this is on the high extreme end of fast zombies. And it's one of the first to do, uh, it's, and it's certainly the most popular of the, of the early ones to do, sprinting gonna get you zombies yeah um which is very effective <laughs> it really <laughs> ramps up that uh oh we gotta go
1: <laughs> yeah i mean and by the end of the movie you, you find out like these zombies are not undead no so they're not undead zombies they're alive just infected zombies and in effect all you have to do is, like, just treat it like any other body. Like, you can kill it. But for some reason, like, we're still using a majority of, like, melee tools. It's like, the soldiers, they just shoot them in the chest, and they're like, oh, well, that killed him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It doesn't seem that actually actually that hard to kill zombies. Um, it made me think, like, well, if this happened in America, this wouldn't be as much of a problem. You yeah, know? big deal. <laughs> it's yeah. like...
0: Yeah, it's the Second
1: Amendment that really
0: keeps America safe from the rabies outbreak. Right, you exactly. Know? It's like, well,
1: fuck you, from a distance. All those, <laughs> all those Brits where they're like, I don't know, I got a kitchen knife, I guess. Where's my machete? <laughs> Where's my machete? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then over here in, in America, there's just entire towns that are on their roof with AK-47s. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, what's the... The assault rifle, the AR-15s. Mm-hmm. It's like, gack 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 gack. Pop zombies. Pop fallen.
0: Yeah. It, zombies, bad neighbors. You know, <laughs> school kids. Um, we have uh, a you know. Then he meets up with Selena. Jim meets up with Selena, and actually, uh, Selena and her buddy save Jim. In the most badass part of this movie, by far, the uh, the gas station explosion. Mm-hmm. This is such a... I mean, this really is the pinnacle of this movie. Um, it's a
1: bit overkill, don't you think, for three zombies? It's uh, so cool, though. <laughs> it's like... Oh, Let's man. get rid of a non-renewable, like, now impossible-to-replicate resource again to kill it. three zombies that could easily be are we going to have to just do shut this behind a door the whole or shot are we going to have to do this the whole
0: episode just stop it like this is the problem with zombie movies is it's well and it's but it's also the most compelling part of it right yeah Is just like well don't you and then you get to have your little, little fun little argument of like where are you going to hole up bryce where are you going to hole up bryce But I think Bryce has gone on record and said,
1: I'm just going to be a zombie. Yeah, I I know that I don't stand a chance, so... He said, you know, I'm a company man. (laughs) I'm going to wait it out as long as I can, and then when the zombies come, I'll just... I don't know. I'd probably more buy a gun just to shoot myself in the head when the time comes than actually fight against zombies, to be honest.
0: Why don't you just spear yourself in the head?
1: (laughs) Uh, Um... (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, uh, they meet up and the, then they have a calamity where the Oopsie calamity. Doopsie, what's his name, accidentally cuts himself on a zombie. Yeah, and that's enough. Where um, Selena just murders him outright. Yeah, Selena yeah. murders him immediately.
0: Yeah, <laughs> i like to say that i not in this case. They don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Sit. Selena gets him right off and then you're kind of like whoa Selena means business all the time and uh and Jim is, starts his little you know his little little revolt against her he's like you got to be a kind person she's like that'll get you killed and, and um you know that ends up coming full circle in the movie uh at some point they see an apartment with uh, with an obvious uh, signal. Some Christmas lights that are blinking in the distance. And um, and we get to meet Frank. Who has turned his apartment building into something of a. Uh, a Killbox. He's, mm-hmm. he's got a SWAT outfit that he uses to, you know, to venture out into into the, you know, the wasteland and uh, and he's got his daughter. Frank's daughter inside the apartment. They're holed up. They they've got a nice little thing and they're celebrating because Jim and Selena are here. And now we have people here. We got Mm -hmm. creme de menthe. So we're going to drink that. Have a good time. Going to kind of then you get a little peek into like the world, you know, the theory crafting around this, you know, up on the roof. Frank has, you know, 10,000 little Tupperwares to catch the rain so that we have something to drink. And this, this is the beauty of the zombie movie. In my opinion, this is, this is the fun part where you get to go, how would you do it? How would you do it? And, uh, and yeah, and having water is a big problem, you know, like all of this, all this is the, is that's, that's to me, that's the fun part. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. the morality and Uh, civilization's a step away from yada, yada, yada. Okay. But how would you get your water? Like, you know, like, what about, uh, yeah, what what happens when the toilet paper runs out? We saw what happened in 2020. It wasn't pretty. Anyway, so they, uh, they, hey, get... Kind of focused on a uh, on a uh, audio signal that's coming over the FM or AM airwaves. I imagine it's the AM airwaves. That's like we have a military base and we have. Uh, oh, my camera is doing a thing where it's not in. There we go. We have a military base. We're going to keep you safe. Women and children, particularly, <laughs> you know, and um, and uh, so they you know they get their little they they get themselves together get a picnic basket hop in the car frank's a, a taxi driver they make some bad decisions along the way particularly in the tunnel the tunnel has one of my favorite scenes in any zombie movie because it's it mixes so many ridiculous things all together but in the moment you're in it you're 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 there with it right where he's like they drive into a tunnel foolishly mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> And then Frank's like, I've made my choice. I'm not putting it in reverse. <laughs> and instead, he takes his little like English VW and drives it on top of a solid brick of cars somehow <laughs> and is driving do 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 and everybody's Yeah, yeah is... if we're
1: talking about logical, this is where it just completely breaks down. It's like yeah. that's not how that works. At all, like, I don't know. For, so, you <laughs> could probably vault over one, maybe two cars, and then the instantly your tire will fall in a gap and mm-hmm. you'll be stuck. But you know, in the moment,
0: you're like, okay, all right, okay, we're doing it. And then, and then the other thing that happens is, you know, they're like, oh shit, you popped a tire. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't, completely, didn't annihilate the car. All they have, so the you know, they're trying to change a tire, and you hear this, whoosh, 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 and they're like, what's that? And you, th- you immediately, your mind's like, this is zombies. This is zombies. Mm-hmm. It ain't. It's a wave of rats running away from the zombies. So cool. Like, I love that thought, you know,
1: that everything
0: yeah. is scared of these things.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, have you ever gotten in a fender bender? Like, at, like... 10 to 20 miles per hour yeah your car is instantly fucked like (laughs) cars that have been made in the last like 40 years they're just made to crumple instantly Mm. and so even like a minor like oh oopsie doopsie like your hood is bent in half now Mm. you know yeah i think i think vaulting over a car and landing on the ground is like not gonna happen you know you're not going to drive off from that.
0: I think uh, you're overlooking an important set of rules that I don't overlook, which is have the shittier car in that equation, and then you're <laughs> going to be just fine. Nothing <laughs> happens to the shittier car; it's just the nicer car. Oh. You know, I had a—I think I was in a Hyundai Accent, uh, and you know, somebody bonked into me. Their car, you know, they had an Infinity or something like that. They were fucked. <laughs> fucked. And my car just had a scratch on it. I didn't give a shit about it. They were like, what are we gonna do? I was like, I don't know what you're gonna do. I'll tell you what, I'm driving home and forgetting about this. Like <laughs> they're like, you don't wanna I was like, for what? I don't like I don't like I need to get the scratch out. Your car's all fucked up. Look at you. Like <laughs> you bumped into me. I don't give a shit. Bye. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the key in this whole thing. Anyway, uh Oh yeah, I forgot the part that was really it really crushed me was Jim finds his parents' house, you know, walks in, finds his parents dead on the on the bed and they had a note that said uh it says like we love you son, we hope you don't wake up. Right. It was like Oh my God. Like it's so dark. Mm -hmm. Like it just, yeah, it was so gross. And then he has to kill a kid, which is lightens the mood a little bit. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, he's at a gas station and you know, he's got to fuck around and then he finds out because that's Mm -hmm. how that works. Um, and, um, and then, you know, we're, at this point, we're kind of into this lull, this second act that I kind of enjoy where everybody gets feeling good about each other. People start bonding. Uh, Selena starts taking, um, you know, a, a liking. You know, she she enjoys being around Frank and Frank's daughter. I think she felt a little protective of Frank's daughter. I I, I appreciate that part of the movie a lot um, because it does go to, you know, flesh out their characters and, and make them... Um, Make them somebody I care about when we get to the part uh, where Frank looks up and a drop of infected blood drops into his eye. They have a little blood cam uh, where we the camera gets to be in the blood and uh, come down into Frank's eye. And then, you know, tearfully or not tearfully, but uh, urgently Frank realizes, oh, shit i really I really got a drop in my eye. I better say, you know, I love you to my daughter, and he does, and you know she doesn't understand and he's only got six to ten seconds or so doctors say um dr bryce hansen and um and then he you know he turns and they have to kill Frank in front of his his daughter and uh, that's when I checked out <clears throat> I was like. No more of this. Um, I I guess that's not exactly when I checked out. We got to the military base. And once I got the feeling, I was like, oh, yeah, rape. Then I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm ducking out now. Um, But they get to the military base and it's not really a military base. It's just like a taken over palace or mansion or something, a state and uh and it's just a bunch of guys with guns you know they were some branch of the military and uh it's clear that you know they're they're guys uh blokes you might you might call them laddish um if you were so inclined and um and they are interested in ladies I'll let you take a couple guesses as to why, and uh, that's when I stopped watching the movie because <laughs> that was really uncomfortable, and I didn't like it, and I didn't want to think about it, and it was just too heavy at this point.
1: Um, so take it away, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's revealed that the, the master plan for these soldiers is we're going to rebuild society starting with this uh, wood fire boiler and this mansion and also I promised all the boys that they'd get some pussy so um, sorry about your friends having pussies and all (sighs) but uh, that's what's going to happen you understand (laughs) and here's again I'll be that guy it's only been a month (laughs) like (laughs) oh boy are the men that desperate that they're like i guess we're murderers and rapists now you know well this is the only way that we're going to ever have enjoyment again is if we rape any women that come by it's like i'd hope that there'd be more than one guy that'd be like hey guys just just raising my hand here what if what if we didn't rape them
0: you get a spear through the face right away. You know,
1: like don't it's you, a bit much, don't but you? It's think? only only a month. You know, are they? Are you that depressed? Like, okay, think of how long a month is.
0: Well, I mean, no. Like, it's, if you it have... was a month, it was a month since since the event of the monkey, the ape thing took place, and then Killian woke up. So, technically. It'd maybe about 2 months into when they got to uh you know the uh the military outpost
1: sure maybe i mean at least that's being more generous. time so 2 months sure so 2 months you have shelter you have security you have food taken care of like you're not dying anytime soon like is that long enough for just morality and society to completely break down if you have those There things. was no society. It's all gone. I don't know. I'd I'd feel like I'd want more hope that So we agree. Men don't immediately turn into rapists after two months.
0: We're just it's a waiting game. <laughs> we're just gonna have to find out, you know? It'll happen soon. We'll yeah. find
1: out. These soldiers were just exclusively incels. Just yeah, like, I had a they're probably not actually soldiers. They're just like the uh, airsoft guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, hey, we got real guns now. OK, OK, guys. Yeah. And then they just complain yeah, about I, not having sex. And now they're really not going to have sex. The last note I took was the military base ends up being a false promise.
0: Just an attempt to get girls. Incels will stop at nothing. <laughs> Um. I mean,
1: if we're being honest, like, wouldn't they turn to just fucking each other before they say, like, oh, we got to rape women? Like, wouldn't they just be like, all right, bro. I mean, bros are going to be bros, right? They were already
0: doing that. The movie just didn't show it. (laughs) All right? That's why it was was like, all right, well, all right, here goes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean... I'm not gonna lie to you, Bryce. I mean, there's a
1: lot of different people out there, you know? Would you do this? I mean that would be that'd be a yes, a real kowinky dink if like a set of six guys were all like, Well, our only choice now is to become rapists, you know? I don't know. I mean, after 2 months, it's like, you know, guys, we haven't searched everywhere for, I mean, Bryce, other people. But the US military is real right now.
0: It's real right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Okay. F- fair are. enough. We're, we're back on the fair same enough. page. We're back on the same page. Um Okay, so yeah, what happens after this? Like so then, then there's a big zombie attack if I can recall
1: well there's they're sitting and having dinner and then there's a zombie attack and it's that's just to display the capabilities of the defenses and and how they fight off like an actual horde but then after it's revealed that um, they're going to just you know enslave these girls um, Jim isn't having any of that and so they decide the only course of action is to murder Jim and some other soldier guy which also is a little like I don't know if that'd be the first first course of action ways full yeah, of, yeah.
0: of potential resources
1: right of. Um, but anyways they go to a assassin or kill them on their body pile and Jim escapes and goes on like a Rambo rampage starting with that's right. um, letting loose the one soldier zombie that was chained up. And that takes care of most of them, but then he he saves, um, what's her name? Yeah. The girl, Selena. Selena. He saves Selena from being raped and is basically looks like a rager while he's doing it, and so she almost chops oh, him, yeah. chops yeah. him real good, but then she stops. And uh and then there's a happy ending. Oh, is there? Kind of. Well, what happens is yeah, in the in the trivia it says that they're originally going to go so what happens is as they're escaping um Major West shoots Jim in the stomach and it's going to be implied basically that they they all die and that didn't test well. Um so there's like an epilogue where it's shown that Jim gets saved, they go to a hospital and, and fix him up, and then it's shown 28 days later that they're in this cottage and they've been sewing this, you know, sign for overflying jets Yes, um, to try to be saved. So that's, that's the other part of it is, like, there's also a lot of ambiguity of whether this is a worldwide virus or yeah. just... Uh, the uk because there's conflicting information like selena says that like they heard that it was infection in paris and new york and then that's the last thing we heard because this because this movie is in an
0: alternate universe where lockdowns work
1: (laughs) and it's just totally unbelievable you can't believe any part of the movie you know the answer is like, well, it wouldn't I mean people have guns in America, and they just shoot all the ragers before they could get to them, or enough of them would where it wouldn't have as much of an impact. That's what I'm gonna believe uh but then later, like Jim sees a plane flying overhead with contrails, you know, so they're all being poisoned anyways <laughs> um, um, so i mean it's it's implied that there's society elsewhere, mm. Um, And that's how it ends. It ends on a hopeful note, which seems kind of out of place with the movie. I wish they would have just committed and gone more ambiguous, at least, and just said, like, who knows if he survives? And then that would have just left open the sequel. But it does um, set it up nicely for 28 weeks later,
0: which is a, a rare gem of a sequel. And, I mean, and, I, on, I like, tr- truly... I, since the release of 28 weeks later, cause it was a while after 28 days, uh, that 28 weeks was released, but I have been waiting for 28 months or 28 years later for so long. Like I remember just being like, they're going to do another, they're going to do another. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. And I've heard <laughs> rumors that that's why you can't find copies of this movie uh, available mm-hmm. on streaming right this second um, you could six months ago um, but you can't now maybe because maybe I don't who the fucking knows anyway um, who final recommendation look if you're into zombies if you're into horror this is a staple movie this is a really really impressive uh, revival of the zombie genre done in 2002 and it hearkened in an a an age a golden age for zombie rebirth with you know such films as uh you know Dawn of the Dead 2004 and uh you know uh, games like um Left for Dead and and so on um you know Dead Rising all these kinds of these kinds mm-hmm. of games so um so yeah i mean i'd say that's a no brainer <laughs> did you hear what i said
1: no brainer I, I got it okay uh
0: let's get into our next bit horror movie Horror horror, Horror horror,
3: horror, 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 horror,
0: horror, horror,
3: horror,
0: horror, 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 If you would like to be a part of Horror Movie Whores, call us at 682-253-4468. Take part in the laddish nature of the show. Um, And we'll be happy to play your, you know, what you have to say, no matter who you are, what your opinion is.
1: We're just a bunch of mad lads over here. Mad lads. That's right.
0: uh, I think we got the last one we listened to, so we should start at March 14th.
1: Yeah, here we go. David, David,
3: what I feel like is Gloria fucking Swanson. This is Beyond the Grave. Um, I think the first time I listened to this podcast, I was searching for just people talking about Silence of the Lambs. So I think I was listening well before the Strangers on the Lake episode. But... I don't know that many other gay sex horror movies, except for Cruising, you guys are talking about, which I watched the first time recently. It's on Amazon Prime. Pretty sexy stuff, but also kind of funny and campy. Uh, lots of butts. I don't know. I don't think there are any wieners. A lot of simulated, oh, someone's getting fucked over there. Someone's licking a wiener over there.
0: Licking a wiener. <laughs> Who's to say,
3: though? Uh... Uh, So, I was listening to that Descent podcast episode, and I think it would be funny if there was a third alternate scene where it's the last woman alive in a cave, and those little uh, cave people are coming after her. But then there's a doorway, and then she's about to get, you know, attacked, and then the door bursts open, and then all the, you know, demon people look up. And guess who's walking through the door? Everybody every cave person's favorite auntie buh, buh, buh. the big boob lady from fucking um, <laughs> was that movie? Um, from fucking Barbarian. She goes buh, buh, buh. and then it just goes full sitcom where she and then she kinda like takes in this last surviving woman and is kinda like, Hey, hey, I can make you boo boo, but you got to fill in the boo 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 for yourself, and it goes on for like three seasons. That would be ideal for me personally.
1: Okay, so <laughs> so it's gonna spin off into a sitcom <laughs> about the barbarian lady Ba-ba. with with the surviving. Boo boo, boo
0: yeah. Okay, so that so that made me realize that like Barbarian is low key like way scarier for gay guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like like a, like you know, just the feminine form coming at you and, and you're just kind of already kind of like okay, like not about that and I then don't just know. Being, i'm sure
1: i'm sure the guys that are into bears are sucking on them titties yeah but them t- not though like yeah them titties not them titties mm. you know what i mean like yeah. whoo they're just not hairy enough you know <laughs> chompa chompa oh. all, right, all right moving on moving on next caller
4: hi this is sam from indianapolis listen to your six episode and
3: my entire drive to work has been this wacky song. <laughs> and I just got to say,
1: my coworkers are lucky I don't have it done with me today. Mm.
0: Strange thing about uh, that song. A lot of people like that a lot, including <laughs> myself. I mean, I, we've received a lot of comments about like. What's not
1: to like? Brody
0: Quest was good. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we know.
1: <laughs> well, good news. He's got a lot more songs. And a yeah. lot more mashups that's going to bring you delight.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find him. Lemon Demon, uh, a.k.a. Neil Ciciraga, did that. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Hey, guys. It's Jessica E. here from Nashville. It's been a while since I've called and left a message, but I'm listening to the Scream 6 uh, Horror episode. And... Is anybody else out there a little traumatized or triggered by the fact that Robert the Farter was talking about like the old tiny type quote scary stuff? His dad, uh, his dad showed him like, he man, and are you afraid of the dark? And 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 let me just say, let me just say, and before I go into the rest of this. Um, I did not know that Are You Afraid of the Dark was on and Ren and Stimpy was on Nick at Night? Y'all, when I was on Nick when I was watching Nick at Night, like the 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 Ed Talking Horse show was on Nick at Night. Like it was legit black and white shows. Guys, I graduated in ninety five. This makes me a what do they call it? A Gen Xer slash Millennial, makes it's you, like I don't...
0: Makes you geriatric. I, I'm in
2: between Gen Xer and millennial. It, look it up. It really does exist. I was watching at five fucking years old. I was watching Poltergeist and was fascinated by it. And my mom, God rest her soul, didn't, didn't give a shit. She let me watch it over and over and over again because my little traumatized brain couldn't get enough of that shit. I mean, that's scary shit. Like, he man? Are you kidding me? That was Saturday morning cartoons, guys. Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm traumatized. I've been triggered. I need to make an emergency appointment with my therapist. Thanks for the trauma, guys. Love you. Bye.
0: See, this is a problem with old people, Bryce. First of all, they get every fact wrong. Second of all, they're upset about somebody else's experience being different than their own. (laughs) No, no, I'm just, I'm just joking you, Jessica. Uh, but we were corrected. It wasn't Nick at night. It was actually snick Saturday night. Nick, you are correct. Nick at night was a programming schedule run on the weekdays at night where it played the old episodes. Someone corrected us, I think on our YouTube comments and, um, and where uh, shows like "Are You Afraid of the Dark" was played was Snick. So
1: yeah, I realized that that's not yeah Nick at Night that that unlocked a a, a memory in my brain. Nick at Night was like old, old, old shows. TV programming.
0: Yeah, uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, 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 all that kind of thing. Um, the uh, yeah, all that. Um, no, but uh, look, okay, so so. This is kind of silly, like you know. Okay, so you were raised in a house where, uh, insanely, it was okay to show a five-year-old the poltergeist, and that affected you thusly. Well, I mean, I I wasn't allowed to watch fucking anything, you know. So at three or four, when I saw He-Man and Skeletor was on there, uh, it, it 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 smacked my little brain. Just right, you know, and uh, and it was very scary to me, uh, you know. So so, what are you saying, Jessica? You're more of a man than I am. Is are you trying to are you trying to throw toxic masculinity in my face right now? Because it's working. Um. So yeah, I guess go and talk uh, with your therapist. I yeah, and lay off Robert the Farter. We love Robert the Farter. Yeah, like he we grew protect up in, him. He lives in Utah. He's what do you expect? He man, of course it's scary. It's a a big, strong He's scared man. Scared by He
1: Man and loves uh, Ernest. Saves Halloween or whatever it's called. Yeah, Ernest scared stupid. Ernest scared stupid with two O's, so, not a U. Like everyone's, everyone's coming at their own angle with horror, and yeah. we accept all comers. You
0: know, we haven't heard from that sexy voice girl from Carolina.
1: Just saying. Well, maybe this is her. Hey, it's Robert the Farter.
4: So just heard about how Mike Flanagan might remake Nightmare on Elm Street. And just He's just got the sweats don't. over it. Just like, don't. I like Mike Flanagan. I've seen his shows, and I like them. But just please. please stop. We've already ruined. We've already made enough remakes of classic horror movies. We don't need to touch one of the best ones. Also, I'm not happy that they're remaking Salem's Lot because I think that the TV miniseries was great. The book, which is even better. Um, If you guys haven't checked that out, you probably should because it's a great, probably the best vampire book and movie I've seen.
0: Salem's Lot? Also,
4: just heard about you guys talking about the Bat and Spear debate. I don't really have a stance on that, but Bryce, I mean, not, sorry, not Bryce. David was talking about how spears are like, who has spears? Where are you going to get a spear? And um, I have a spear actually, and it is in my closet. Um, I kind of just, and I kind of just have it there. And then I also have a bat um, underneath my bed. And um, uh a tomahawk in my attic. You know, just just, just in case. In his attic? So, yeah. If yeah. I had to choose one of those, I think I would choose tomahawk. But anyways, it's Robert Departer.
0: That was a juicy one. Yeah, I mean he keeps the bat right under his bed, the closest. That's that's the important part. The tomahawk's all the way up in the attic.
1: Um yeah, I mean I think looking at Nightmare on Elm Street as like untouchable is uh, a take that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think those movies stand up as much as people think they do. Yeah. Um what what's great about them is the concept. The concept is fantastic. The execution in the movies is usually kind of lacking. Mhm. Um so yeah, I would love to see what Mike Flanagan would do with it. Um,
0: yeah, you can I choose wonder... to be all upset about everything that comes out. You know, like, I don't want them to do this, I don't want them to do that. But they're doing it. So, you know. I, I'm
1: just so curious. Has Robert's voice seemed like it's gotten deeper since we first start taking calls? Are you trolling me right now? I'm just... I'm just wondering... Like, yeah, I know I've been saying that for months. Like... Here's here's a, an old call from 2021. I'm just so curious of the comparison. Okay.
4: Hey, this is Robert Carter from Provo, Utah. You guys have a really cool show. You're... <laughs> oh,
1: Robert.
0: Oh, that's great. Cr- no, what are you doing?
4: Sorry. I love you guys. Super cool. Um... Your most recent one, I think, is Ernest, Scared Stupid. And I think that um, that one, you guys gave it a little too low of a score. I think that that's a really good movie. I think it um, is a really good kid um, horror movie. Um, Also, I have a suggestion for a movie you guys should do later, which is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, It's uh, directed by the Kyoto Brothers. It's a really good movie. Uh, I think you guys should uh, review that one. And um, P.S. You guys should keep the body humor. No matter what people say, it's it's funny. It's good. You should keep it. Uh, Alright. See you then. Bye.
0: I really... That it's, was a, it's different. We should have an episode where we go back and revisit that. <laughs> uh, okay, next call. All right.
4: Hey, good afternoon, boys. It's Dick Mancrease. Uh, so for people who call in, I feel like it's a public service uh, when they tell you about how awful uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn is. Um, so thank you to all those who have called and, and uh, told us all to avoid that, that shit, Sammy. Um, in a sense... <laughs> Uh, I feel like it's my obligation to tell you not to watch a Serbian film. Uh, There is no point. Just spare yourself from it. It is not fucking horror. Uh, If you want to see something horrific, just watch uh, some poor soul get sucked in the interweb uh, and take a spin on an industrial (laughs) lathe. Yeah, your show is kits every fucking episode. And uh, I love you, boys. Adrian Brody.
0: Adrian. Uh... Oh, no. He said it. Bryce, he said it. Did I? Let's see if we can do it. Do we have an emergency? May just we be an able emergency to do a minute Brody or quest two. A minute or two. Oh, he's going to wake up. Hey. Hey guys listen to me keep keep that plan thank you so much for listening to horror movie talk we really appreciate you thanks for supporting the show we couldn't do it without you Uh, if you want to support us head over to patreon head to our website horrormovietalk.com call us 682-253-4468 special thanks to everybody for being so cool to us For all these years, we love you. We're going to go record an AfterPod where we talk about what is going to happen to the show. Now that I can't watch horror movies. Um, But the good news is we will all have Adrian Brody. So I hope you guys have a good week, and we love you very much. Bye-bye. I like when the starfish bounce behind him. i going to break out. You can't say that on television.